It's Thursday, January 30th. I am Martine Powers. This is an impeachment update from Post Reports. So, Amber Phillips, it's 5.30 p.m. on Thursday, and we are reaching the end of the second and final day of questioning in the Senate impeachment trial. And at least to me, it felt like we saw a lot of the same types of questions that we saw yesterday. But one notable thing was that there was this moment of levity with Adam Schiff. He kind of made a joke. I'll respond to the question, but uh, let me begin with something in the category of you can't make this stuff up. Yeah, it was levity. And I would also, if you're a Democrat, you might say dark humor. So in court, the Trump administration in all these lawsuits is arguing court is the wrong way to solve this stuff. You're the judicial branch. Stay out of this. Let the legislative and executive branch deal with this. So Adam Schiff astutely noted that today in one of those cases, a federal judge said, okay, if Congress can't enforce its subpoena in court... What remedy is there? And the Justice Department lawyer's response is impeachment. Impeachment. You can't make this up. So you have this like circular logic of some set of the president's lawyers basically saying, you were doing this the wrong way. You shouldn't be trying to to get this information through impeachment. You should be using the subpoena process. And then other lawyers for the president are saying, you shouldn't be trying to subpoena the president. You should go through the impeachment process. That's right. And that elicited a laugh from one side of the aisle in the Senate. We can guess which side that was. So what did we see from the questions today? So we saw both sides, no surprise here, dig into their partisan corners. Republicans in particular tried to focus on this kind of side story circulating in conservative circles about the impeachment inquiry, the whistleblower, and the allegation that Adam Schiff, the lead House manager, had a heads up that this was coming The question from Senator Johnson and the other senators for both parties. Recent reporting described two NSC staff holdovers from the Obama administration attending an all-hands meeting of NSC staff held about two weeks into the Trump administration and talking loudly enough to be overheard, saying we need to do everything we can to take out the president. Our fact checker at the Washington Post has said that's true, but Republicans are trying to take this a step further with these very public, controversial questions on the Senate floor by alleging that Adam Schiff's staff was working in concert with the whistleblower. So these are questions that are framed not around determining whether or not President Trump is guilty of these charges that are brought against him, but really trying to undermine the central premise of why he was impeached in the first place. That this isn't about evidence that was brought forward by a concerned whistleblower, that this was all part of this carefully coordinated plan to take down the president. That is such a smart point, Martine. What I saw... Republicans do is dodge the main conversation, which is the evidence of whether Trump did what he's accused of, abusing his power and obstructing Congress, to try to undermine the investigation that uncovered 
that evidence. And we saw this come up during one interesting moment where Chief Justice John Roberts, who is basically in charge of reading the questions that are brought forth by the senators since they're technically not allowed to talk, that he like looked down at a question and read it to himself and was like, I decline to read this question out loud. The presiding officer declines to read the question as submitted. This is a question that came from Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky, who tried the same thing on Wednesday, the first day of questions, and Roberts very quietly set it aside. The question, Rand Paul has said, has the name of someone that conservative media circles have alleged is a whistleblower. And that's Roberts's red line. That's where he is. We've seen him really enact his role as overseer of the Senate trial. If the Republican-controlled Senate wanted to overrule him and have this name read out loud, they could, but there's no indication they're doing that. I think Rand Paul got his point across by making news and having Roberts not even read the question. It got perhaps even more attention, which is, can we really trust the Democrats who are alleging what Trump did? Um, They're trying to shift the debate, and I think this is notable that it comes after a week and a half of the trial— where outside of this trial, more evidence has been coming out that Trump did do what he's accused of. The big one, of course, being Trump's former national security advisor writing in a manuscript that the New York Times and later the Washington Post reported on that said, yep, Trump linked military aid to the Biden investigation. I was there. I heard him say it. And that remains one of the big questions of how the rest of this trial will transpire. Are we or are we not going to hear from John Bolton? Will he be allowed to testify in the Senate? So what do we know so far from the questions today about whether or not that's actually going to happen? It's tough to tell because, like you said, senators can't talk. So it's tough to divine their intentions for asking questions, although some of them are blatantly partisan and they're just setting up talking points for their sides. But the senators were watching. There's about three of them, Susan Collins of Maine, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, and Mitt Romney of Utah, have been asking really, really thoughtful questions and difficult questions to both the House Democrats. You know, why didn't you continuing to subpoena these people once you met the White House's requirements for a subpoena? Why didn't you accuse Trump of a crime? Then it would be, we wouldn't be having this debate about whether you need to have a crime. And then they also have smart questions of the White House and questions that as of today, the White House hasn't answered, particularly whether there was any evidence Trump was interested in the Biden's work in Ukraine before Biden got into the presidential race. And Mitt Romney also wanted to know... Given that the White House counsel could not answer Senator Romney's question that asked for the exact date the president first ordered the hold on security assistance to Ukraine, what witness or witnesses could answer Senator Romney's question? And why did he say he did it? Like, that's just a question that goes to the absolute core of this impeachment process. And the, the White House defense hasn't answered it. So what are we going to see tomorrow? And when is there going to be a definitive answer on whether or not we're going to see more of this trial? After Thursday, senators are likely done asking questions. And then Friday, both sides are going to have two hours to argue why we should have witnesses. And that'll probably be, that has been an undercurrent of this entire trial. So you'll probably hear a lot of repeat arguments if you've been following the trial so far. And then they'll vote. Senate works like I said, really incrementally. So the vote on whether to consider witnesses, 
and then they're going to vote on, do we have witnesses? It only takes a majority vote. We think all Democrats are going to vote for witnesses, which means we need four Republican senators. As I said earlier, we have three who seem like they could vote yes. We don't know if there's going to be a fourth. If there's no witnesses, if they vote no witnesses, they could vote to end the trial. And by that, I mean have a vote to convict or acquit the president. So in theory, if they vote against having witnesses, the trial could be over like by Saturday, that they could just vote on Saturday whether or not to convict the president and it could all be over. But if if these four Republican senators do vote with Democrats on allowing witnesses, then we could be continuing for weeks. We could be continuing for weeks. And one of our congressional colleagues, Rachel Bade, pointed out that there could also be a stalemate on who to decide to call. So in these closed-door negotiations, if they vote to approve witnesses, maybe they're at a stalemate because Democrats won't yield on having the Biden family come to the stand in exchange for Bolton. And then I've likened that to like immigration reform, where everybody agrees on the broad contours, but they can't agree on the details and nothing gets done. Like, could we just see this language forever? That there's a world in which even if there were enough people who voted for having witnesses, we might still not see any witnesses because there won't be enough people to vote for each individual witness to be allowed to testify. That's right. The point is, we have no idea how this is going to end. I mean, I'm not saying we think Trump is going to get convicted. That would take 20 defections from Senate Republicans. But There's just like any number of paths the Senate could go down on Friday into Saturday. And I guess we'll see which one it goes down. Amber, thank you so much. Thank you. that's it for this segment of Post Reports. Full episodes of our show come out every weekday afternoon. You can subscribe at postreports.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Martine Powers. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.